Hello, everybody. Welcome to BS Thoughts with your hosts, Brian and Janae. And today we're going to talk about toxic versus demonic presence. This is good. This is good. So to try to lay the groundwork for everything we're going to do, we're going to define these two terms first. Now, I'm going to give my personal definition of a toxic presence in your life. It's when you're in a relationship with somebody and they kind of like draw out all the bad in you. For instance, like you're just not getting along. They're always poking fun at you, making you upset, things like that. Instead of enhancing your life, they're actually kind of dragging you down or bringing out some of the bad qualities in you. Absolutely. And toxic, by definition, is just poisonous and unhealthy. Mm -hmm. So any type of unhealthy relationship, if it makes you question who you are as a person, everything that you know morally, if it if it makes you question that, it's probably unhealthy. And a lot of people enter in these relationships and they may not even know it, like both toxic and demonic. Mm -hmm. But we'll move over to demonic uh, in a little bit here. But you may actually be in a toxic relationship and not know it. Or you may know it and just become comfortable with it. Like a lot of people get complacent with where they are Absolutely. or with who they're with Absolutely. because you just get real comfortable with being with them. You know, like this is my day to day. This is my norm. Mm -hmm. I speak to them every day. I come home with them. Even when it's arguing, people tend to get adjusted to this is the constant norm, whether they are aware of it or not. And that's how people end up staying together for the longest, even when they're bad for you. Yeah. And you sometimes you don't really notice that you're in a toxic relationship until you see someone who's not in a toxic relationship. And it's kind of like, what do they have going on? Mm -hmm. And then you can kind of reevaluate because a lot of times you will get lost. Mm -hmm. And your relationship, you get it, it becomes your norm, like breathing, you know, it's normal, it becomes normal. I agree with you because a lot of people say that a comparison is like the killer of dreams or you compare other people to where you are. It can bring you down, but it's not always a bad thing. Like sometimes people compare other people to see like where they need to go to progress. One of those things where it's like if you're the smartest person in the room, right. then you need to change rooms. So right. therefore, you're trying to compare yourself to see where people are so you can get to where they are. In relationships, you can do that as well. It can be a little tricky sometimes, but... To saying what Janae's point is that I agree with that for the sheer fact that if you see that you're struggling, but you see that another couple is doing well, there's nothing wrong with trying to figure out like, well, how are they doing so well? Exactly. Not, not how do they communicate? A hundred percent. Like, granted, it could look like they're doing well on the outside, but at home it may be a different story. Right. But I agree that in this scenario, potentially looking to see like how someone's treating their woman or how someone's treating their man, and it's a positive like interaction. There's nothing wrong with trying to figure out how they're doing it, but. More so, like, when you're in a bad, sticky relationship, and I just want to go back to this real quick, it's like your body gets conditioned to it. When I say it becomes your norm, like, literally, day in and day out, your, your body just wants to maintain balance at Absolutely. all times, and that becomes your balance and your norm. Yep. Your body will actually fight you to do what it's traditionally used to doing because people don't like change. <sighs> because I think once you start to change things, I think more so, it's not that people don't like change. People are afraid of change. Yeah, I agree. And so as soon as things start to change, it makes you uncomfortable. It yeah. puts you in that very vulnerable um, state of mind. So as long as everything is the same, even if we are fighting and killing each other every mm -hmm. single day, that's normal for us. So it's okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, People are, people are more reluctant to change because, as and you, you said... And you will defend that. You will definitely defend that behavior. This is us. This is what we do. This is how it works for us. 
you start to believe that that's okay. And I, not. I agree. That's a hundred percent with that. Like, even if you're fighting each other, the reason why you're comfortable with it is because you know what to expect. Exactly. Like, you know, the outcome, exactly. like, you know, like which button to push, exactly. how to win if you want to win or when it's taken too far exactly. and you'll stay in there. Like, or you'll, 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 um, well, there's no or to it. Like, you'll stay in that for the sheer fact that, like, you know this. This I know this. I know how to win this game. Exactly. I know how to win this battle. Exactly. Um, let's talk about demonic um, presence. Well, demonic, by definition, um, character characteristic of demons or evil spirits. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> mm-hmm. the thing about that is a lot of times people will just... You'll think, oh, this person is mean. Oh, they're demonic. And that's not necessarily always the case. Right. Sometimes people are... One, you have to believe in demons. Like, right. that's the first thing. And if it's a, a situation to where you don't, it's kind of like, this person is mean or this person is odd. This person is stuck up. This person is just hard. Mm-hmm. Where it's kind of just... Some people are literally just like that, though. They're not very pleasant to be around. Mm-hmm. But then, because I am a person that actually believes in demons, mm-hmm. <laughs> I do believe that some people have those demonic spirits. They are just evil for no reason. They will attack you without, you know, you don't have to push a button. They just attack you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, those demonic people that I'm describing... They're usually people that go to church. Mm-hmm. They're usually those type of people. Um, like they look good on the outside. People gravitate towards this type of person. Right. But when you get to know them, completely different person. Just bad to the bone. I got you. So that's what I think. I, my viewpoint of a demonic person is that... Um, since we're using demons in churches and things mm-hmm. like that, everybody comes into a season at one point, right? It can mm-hmm. be good, bad, or indifferent, but you're in a season. Absolutely. There are people who will, um, you know, ride your season out with you. So with that being said, that concept of season, some people I personally think will leech off of your life. Absolutely. And then some people will latch onto your life. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the key difference between a toxic and a demonic person. Mm-hmm. A toxic person will only not only bring out the bad in you, but there's no progression between you and them. And they may even leech off of you, like leech off of your positive energy. Mm-hmm. energy. But um, a demonic person will latch on to all areas of your life. They'll, they'll, they'll hang on to you. They'll meet your family. Mm-hmm. They'll meet your friends they will build a whole life with you and them and the thing is that sounds like a typical relationship but remember i would think that a positive relationship is one where you and your partner are bringing out the best of each other no one's saying that it's going to be perfect the entire time there's no perfect relationship that i know of i don't think that anybody listening knows of Mm -hmm. but with a demonic presence in your life it is more so that it is a draining thing it was more than likely not meant to be Mm -hmm. they are They've superseded toxicity altogether to where it's nothing but constant back and forth. And it may actually feel like love. It may actually feel like a good thing. But they are not trying to progress with you or bring out the better in you. Now, there is one thing I want to talk about is that you may feel like you're in this, but it's going to take you to figure it out on your own. Because there are some people that just don't know how to love. Whereas, like, they're not necessarily toxic or demonic. They just never had a positive representation of love. Like mm-hmm. they've never grew, grown up in a home where dad, for boys, dad showed him how to love 
his mother. Right. Well, she never grew up in a home where mom showed her how to love the father. So they right. love the best way they can exactly. or what they think it's that love. way is. Yeah. Exactly. And that's mm-hmm. why I think the love language is very important. But Very important. Mm-hmm. Very important. Also, you know, um, going back to something you said, um, it sounds almost like you and I have had a conversation about that. Mm-hmm. The familiar spirits. Thing. Absolutely. Um, because sometimes people will recognize or you know these familiar spirits something in you i know like you'll you'll walk past you and it's like oh this person looks familiar you've never seen this person ever in life you know mm-hmm. you want to get to know this person just based on this person's vibe mm-hmm. and so you you see something that this person has and you just go after it mm-hmm. for whatever reason and mm-hmm. usually it's a it's not a positive reason usually it's just you see something in this person I'm going after it. I'm mm-hmm. going to attach myself to this person. Everything involving this person, I'm going to make myself be the person this person wants me to be, thinks I'm, I am. This person needs me to be a certain type of way. I'm going to create that person for this person. I can agree with that. And also, I agree with that because um, you're saying familiar spirits, mm-hmm. uh, soul ties. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Engaging in sex with somebody can build up a soul tie Absolutely. for all the people who know you whether you go to church or not if you've never heard of the term is when you're having sex with somebody it's more than just physical it's a spiritual connection when Absolutely. you have sex with somebody Absolutely. and when you do it you build up a soul tie so what it is is whether you believe in soul ties or not we all can agree that sex complicates things like really great Absolutely. exactly really Absolutely. great sex will keep bad people together good sex <laughs> will literally extend a bad relationship mm-hmm. forever exactly so you'll keep that demonic person gravitating around or even that toxic person coming back around because yeah. as everyone if you don't know some people know this better than others but everybody comes back especially when you treat them good or even when you especially. treat them bad but they always come back and yeah. some people will say for all the church going people is that's a soul tie mm-hmm. people who necessarily don't believe in soul ties it's just more so like it's that you know what you do in text messages at 10 o'clock because yeah. everybody wants to have <laughs> sex exactly right. so exactly <laughs> you get into these situations with these toxic and demonic people and it's a little difficult to identify the two but You'll get there and it'll feel like I, like it's your norm. But the thing is, like, is it bringing the best out of you? Is this right. person fully understanding you? Mm-hmm. And we always, I want to caveat with the fact that it doesn't necessarily mean that that person doesn't love you. It's just they, going back to what I said before, they may not know how to love you. Right. They may love you the way that they like to be loved because they think that's the only way. Right. And one way that you can help with this situation is I think that what you said earlier is mm-hmm. communication. Like, yeah. When you don't talk to people, it's a terrible thing because you're forcing them to try to think based upon their experience. Right. Exactly. One of the dumbest things I ever heard was um, what's understood doesn't have to be said. That's ridiculous. And I don't know why people take that into right. their own personal lives or things like that because right. that can definitely lead to relationship problems. It can. It definitely can. So how do you think um, we could go about identifying if you are with a person that's to- that's toxic, toxic, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. <laughs> or demonic? Like, how would you... Because if you're in it, you don't necessarily see, see it. it. Mm-hmm. So... How would you go about identifying that type of person? So before I give you like my answer, I think that people sometimes know 
people are smarter than what we think they are. It's mm-hmm. just that they get caught up in their emotions, right? right. Like your emotions are nothing but energy and emotion. Mm-hmm. They charge and you. They, selfish. Exactly. They'll charge you and get you going and have you thinking that what you think is right, or mm-hmm. they'll sap your energy and depress you out. Right. But the thing is, you know whether you're in a relationship that you're meant to be in mm-hmm. or whether you're not, and your gut feeling will always tell you this. Now, how do I think that people should recognize they're in a toxic relationship? It's going to go back to, do you feel like you are progressing with this person? Is this person being open minded or are they very very rigid do all you ever do is argue and the biggest thing about arguing is one thing i always tell people is that do you argue to compromise for the betterment of the relationship Mm -hmm. or do you constantly argue to win is this person constantly throwing low blows Mm -hmm. or are they trying to fill out your side of the perspective of the equation right because that's a really big thing is how do you talk and how do you uh argue or try to compromise you know i learned years ago um, in a conference, I think I told you about mm-hmm. that, um, that you always start an argument with the end of the argument in mind. So at the end of this argument, I hope we're still in a relationship. Correct. I'm not going to cut you low. Let's just get the issue together. Like, let's just discuss this one issue. Let's squash it. Let's figure it out. Let's squash it. Mm-hmm. But the end goal is for us to still be together, okay. not for us to walk out of here hating each other. You know, so I think that is very, very important. You have to remember, especially if you're married, of course, Mm -hmm. you're on the same team. So you can't just keep cutting each other and, you know, breaking each other down. You're on the same team. You need to just figure out how to this how to discuss this issue and move past it. And I agree with that. It's definitely gonna come down to like how you communicate. You'll right. know when you're in a toxic relationship mm-hmm. by looking at how you and your partner communicate. Specifically, because everybody it's gonna come it's there's tension that's gonna come about. I would personally say that it comes from like how do you try to compromise versus how do you try to argue. Right. Are you comfortable with sharing your goals and your dreams with your partner? Mm-hmm. Or do they ridicule you for having that certain type of dream? Do you feel like you can mm-hmm. openly discuss your inner desires with your partner right. or are you worried about them judging you for it i would tell you that you're probably in a toxic or in the wrong Absolutely. relationship and are Absolutely. they pulling those because remember using uh janae's definition it's a poisonous thing mm-hmm. are they really really like making you feel lower than you are and are they pulling out all these bad qualities from you mm-hmm. i would definitely say that and for they it, pull the crazy out of you yeah not the love yeah, they the pull the crazy, crazy out, out of you did i say love no, I, oh, no I, I'm saying love. Like I got they, you. they won't pull the, the love, love out, out of you. They pull them like Everything crazy is out negative. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And just transitioning to the demonic thing, my personal interpretation of like when you're in a demonic or you have a demonic presence in your life as far as your relationship is that going back to them latching on to your life, mm-hmm. like evil spirits don't latch on to a home. They latch on to you. And it's not that, oh, I built a person with this, uh, I built a life with this person, I can't get away with them. It's no, it's when that person keeps cropping back up in your life and then you let them back in. That's when you can recognize that this is a demonic thing because not Mm -hmm. only are they toxic for you, they're not going anywhere, whether it's through their own efforts to come back Mm -hmm. or whether it's from a whole nother different purpose. But it's when they keep popping up in your life, Mm -hmm. like you've gone through that process of, I'm going to let them go this time. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden they pop up randomly with someone that you know, or they pop up at an event and then you start to entertain that notion again, knowing full blown that this person is not really good for you. That is when it steps into a demonic presence because you're trying to leave them 
but they keep coming back and then you allow them in because mm-hmm. using something that everybody can wrap their brain around there's a spiritual component to it but everybody's seen movies right. and in certain movies like if you watch horror films they they can't come into your life right. all the, the demon things can't yeah. come into your life unless you let them in exactly. so when this person crops back up in your life and you allow them in you're doing your own you're you're being an accomplice to your own emotional sabotage and you're not helping case, yourself you can't play the victim exactly because you've allowed it absolutely because at yeah. some point which i guess this could be a topic for another podcast but like <laughs> at, at some point it's it's not you being a victim it's you allowing it because going back to what i said earlier people are smart you are smarter than what you think you are anyone listening is a lot smarter than what they think they are it's just that your emotions will cloud things you have exactly. to be able to make a logically healthy decision mixed with a healthy emotional decision mm-hmm. you know that this person may be bad for you, but you continue to allow it to happen or you continue to stay because, you know, you want it to work out. Mm -hmm. So at some point, it's not necessarily them doing it to you. It's what you're allowing. And in essence, what you're going to end up doing to yourself, you know, and that's a part of that whole toxic and demonic thing. It's like people are going to do what you allow them to do. Right. And if people are manipulative in your life, Mm -hmm. That's that's toxic. It is very toxic. If they can manipulate you to... Someone can wrong you and somehow manipulate you to feel like you've wronged them. Exactly. Or you've wronged yourself. Mm -hmm. And you're making this bigger than it has to be. Mm -hmm. That's an issue. Because if you know in your heart, like, I didn't do anything. Like, what you did, it hurt me. It crushed me. But somehow you're able to flip that, Mm -hmm. you know... That's very manipulative. I agree. One. <laughs> I agree. I, very much so. One. <laughs> piggybacking what off Chuck said, I think that that's like leads to a more uh, toxic thing mm-hmm. using the definitions I give is that um, you got to look at your, you want to know how your partner is. Look at them when they're doing really, really good and when they're really, really low. When they're right. really, really good, are they trying to share that experience with you? Right. Or are they doing a self-centered thing? There's nothing wrong with achieving a milestone. Number one, you know, like I want to bask in this moment for myself. But when people are like winning and doing well, you got to look at how they treat people around Other them. People, and right. then when they're really, really low, like upset, look at how they treat you and treat other people. You know, mm-hmm. are they attacking everybody? Now, granted, everybody displaces their anger. It just happens. Right. But to what degree is what's the part that's really, really important? Exactly. Are they full, full on blaming you to a whole nother level when it's actually them? And it could be anything. They didn't get the promotion that they wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, they're having a hard time at work. Right. Them and their parents aren't getting along. That will tell you what type of person that you're really dealing with. Because like uh, Janae said earlier that, you may not recognize that you're in a toxic situation. You may not even recognize if you're in a demonic situation, but there are little clues out there that you can look at. Just mm-hmm. look at their behavior. Right. Like words and actions have to match up. Absolutely. They must match up. Absolutely. And sometimes you cannot, and not sometimes, but most times, you cannot go based on what a person says. You have to go by their actions. Correct. Because I'll say anything to keep you. Mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. <laughs> but Absolutely. my actions might not line up to what I'm telling you. Exactly. I can tell you, I love you. I'm in love with you. I want to be with you. But I'm going to call you out of your name. I'm going to mm-hmm. disrespect you. I'm going to degrade you. I'm going to break you down. Mm-hmm. 
that's not the same. That can't be love. I agree with you 100%. This is not to say that people can't change. Like, going back to that example where the person who grew up not seeing, like, a healthy representation right. of love, they can learn as they go. Some people can really, really mean well, mm-hmm. but do not know the means of doing it. And I know yeah. that some people go, well, if you really love them, you'll change your ways. It's easy to say that when you have the tools, mm-hmm. but for everybody who's gone to college before, going to college sounds very, very simple when you've done it. Because you know the path to do it, as opposed to someone who hasn't done it. They don't know how simple it is to fill out an application, to fill out the FAFSA form, Mm -hmm. to buy your books. They don't know. And what I'm trying to get at is that it's not to say that you just leave them because they just keep doing you wrong by not matching their words and their actions. What it is, is that do you see that effort? Like that effort. Are you helping them? Mm-hmm. Are you telling them what they need to do? And that's another thing. Like you can be contributing to a toxic situation yourself Absolutely. by not talking to your partner. Are you holding on? Holding them accountable for exactly. their actions. That's, that's exactly The moment it. you start to sweep things under the rug, you can't be the victim anymore. Exactly. Because you're now allowing it. Mm-hmm. Are you letting your partner know that what they're doing is hurting you? Are you letting them know that you do not like this action that they're doing? Mm -hmm. That's your part of you contributing to the toxic relationship. The demonic thing where you contribute, as we already covered, is you allow them back in. They built up something around you. They're coming back around, and that's your test to see, do you really want this person or do you not? So you got to recognize where you're contributing to these two situations. Mm -hmm. You really just can't get mad at somebody all the time. Like All you ever do is hurt me and manipulate me a lot. Well, yeah, you can be mad at them but at some point when does it turn into you have to take accountability for yourself there you go otherwise you'll never grow you'll never grow when you so i have have a question do you think and this is back to your example Mm -hmm. of growing up in a home do you think that some people can actually look at those examples and make a decision i know that this is not right and i know that this is not what i want So this is a bad example and I don't want to do this. So I want to love a woman. I want to love a man. I want to love them right. And I want to be loved. Do you think? I think that people definitely can. Mm -hmm. I think that all all people have this one power that they think that they don't have. And they have to start recognizing more. And it's called a choice. (laughs) Like you choose, you cannot control another human being whatsoever. And that's, that's not even my opinion. That's by a psychiatrist by the name of William Glass who created choice theory. You choose what you want to do. You can't control another person. Mm -hmm. To answer your question, can I think, do I think that someone can recognize from them growing up that I've seen what true love is and Mm -hmm. this isn't it? Of course they can. Mm -hmm. But I think that what happens is people become overwhelmed by their emotions to where they will also choose to stay because it feels right. Right. The fear of leaving mm-hmm. and doing the unknown. A lot of people look at people and go, how do you stay with them so long? Or, how did you stay how with them you? so long? Right. The thing is that you it the emotions, as I said earlier, they're mm-hmm. nothing more than energy and emotion. You felt so impassioned, even though it was wrong for you that it felt so right or it was your norm that mm-hmm. you chose right. to stay. Knowing that you saw something better for you, knowing that this isn't right. Mm-hmm. So I think that people can choose to go, absolutely, but they mm-hmm. will also choose to stay because human beings um your emotions can become so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of people out there that know they have like an emotional overwhelming thing. Like they get really, really angry for a long time mm-hmm. or they get sad for a long time. And that emotional overwhelming storm can encompass the way that you feel and think. Because right. people, like you said earlier, your emotions are selfish. They are. And they need to be satisfied immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, And if they are not, your world is just 
spinning out of control. Absolutely. So you have to learn how to be a stable thinker. Mm -hmm. You have to really know how to, you know, channel your emotions and where to put them Mm -hmm. mainly, especially in a relationship. You have to know this I cannot feed into. Right. I'm not going to feed into. You know, right. some things are worth arguing about. There are lots of things that are worth arguing about, but then you have to know, you have to choose your battles. I agree. And everything is just not worth arguing about exactly. or fighting. It's just, it's some things you just have to wash your hands with. I agree with you 100% because your partner is your ally. Like what you said, choose your battles. Yeah, choose your battles. You have to know which argument is worth having mm-hmm. or you know your partner. You have to know like, is this going to be productive or not? Is this the right time to have it? Exactly. Because like, we, like we're talking about toxic and demonic relationships. Mm-hmm. We're not just saying that the other person is toxic to you. We're also trying to point out to where the moments where you are contributing to that toxic relationship exactly. because the toxicity doesn't just necessarily come from one person. It's two people. A relationship is two people's exactly. personal interaction. So the thing is, like, do you picking your battles is very important and then picking how you approach your battles. Mm -hmm. You got to ask yourself, am I confrontational when I approach my partner? Am I argumentative or am I assertive with my approach? Like, do I speak clearly about what's bothering me? Do I fully recognize that this is what you're doing or do I articulate or say this is what you're doing? This is how it makes me feel. Where can we find a compromise at? Because you can be contributing to the toxic relationship. Mm -hmm. Or you may not recognize that you may be the actual demonic presence in your relationship. Or you may be the one being manipulated by the demonic presence in your relationship. Because how do you know (laughs) if you're Mm -hmm. that toxic person? Exactly. And a lot of times, people don't know that they are the toxic person in the relationship. I agree. They, They don't know. Everything with them... They just have to be right. And I think one way to ask, to figure that out is to just ask your partner, like, hey, there's nothing wrong with, and I'm going to just speak to to the fellas at this point okay. right now. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with going to your lady, you know, the, you know, the lady you love, the lady you want to be with, the lady you care about and saying, hey, are you happy? Right. Like, is there anything I need to do to change this? There's nothing wrong with asking that. Exactly. They'd probably be shocked or they'd probably be like, no, nah, I'm perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Like, do you feel like I'm bringing out the best in you? Do you feel like I bring out the worst in you? If I'm bringing out the worst in you, then what am I doing? Just tell me now. like, yeah. Or sitting down and asking your partner, like, hey, do you feel like we compromise when we argue? Or do you feel like we're trying to win? Right. Like, you, There's nothing wrong with checking on your partner and asking if they're happy. Yeah. It's really not. Like, most people, and I'm not making an excuse, giving an explanation. Mm-hmm. Most women like flowers, but most men don't know that. Buying flowers are that simple. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say that they don't know I can go to the store and buy flowers. Mm -hmm. They just don't know, like, the value of something, of a simple, uh, small gesture of affection. random. Yeah, random, small uh, gestures. It's amazing, yeah. Yeah. And in that way, and I'm not saying that that's you contributing to a toxic relationship. That's Mm -hmm. not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that I'm just trying to give an explanation, not an excuse, that most men, because I can only speak for men because I'm I'm a man, Man. they may not know the value of buying a random card out of nowhere. How much that really, really says because they may not have ever seen it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people may listen to this and go, well, you're making excuses. They know when they get better. Well, if you've been with your partner for the longest, you know who they've been around. Can you full on say that they've been around somebody that's been a healthy role model for a relationship? You, You learn the family. 
You learn the, the friends, the influences. Mm-hmm. You'll get to know that, especially once you've been with the person for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Now, that lack of that communication that we talked about, I think that that's people contributing to their own toxic or demonic situation because mm-hmm. you're not talking to your partner. That That's like the killer of all things, yeah. in my opinion. I've actually, <clears throat> I've actually had, convers- you know, had conversations with friends where, It'll be like, well, in my last relationship, you know, I did this. Like, I was the toxic person. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is my karma. Mm-hmm. In this relationship, like, whatever I did in my last relationship to ruin it, mm-hmm. this person is my karma. Gotcha. So, they go from being the toxic person in one relationship to being the victim mm-hmm. in the next relationship. Because they recognize I was toxic, mm-hmm. but now you're settling with letting someone else do to you, you know. I agree what you're saying. I but this is the part where like I'm gonna disagree with is that um I th- I believe in karma. Mm-hmm. You get what you you get what you give out. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I think that karma should well karma will hit regardless. Mm-hmm. I personally think that no one deserves to recognize their self torment or something bad happening to them mm-hmm. and sitting in it. Like for instance, right. I get it that that's you may feel that that's your karma and I would tell this to anybody. Mm-hmm. You feel that this is karma, that's fine. Right. But if you're trying if you're actively trying to be a better person, like mm-hmm. you recognize that last relationship, I was wrong. Right. I won't do it again. I tried to apologize. The person doesn't want to accept it. Fine. I made my peace with it. Definitely. Don't run to another relationship and have a person subjugate you to the torment you gave someone else. Right. You you know what that is. Leave that be. I understand yeah. that you feel that you're this is just for anybody. Mm-hmm. Anyone you may feel that your karma is coming back to you. Why why self-inject that poison, that toxin, into your heart? Exactly. Your heart is so precious to you. And this mm-hmm. is for men and women. You got to protect your heart sometimes. Always. You have to. So don't open up your heart to someone that you already see that, oh, no, they're bad. Exactly. And then say, well, this is my karma. Well, you, you know they're bad. Well, this is the person I used to be. Yeah, exactly. So don't, if you know what you put the last person through, don't let someone put you through those things. Absolutely. And please, please don't think that you're the exception to anybody's rule. No one is the exception. <coughs> I all. say it all the time. No one is the exception. I and can I know change some this people person. feel like, oh, I love this person. This person loves me. We can't. You're not the exception. Exactly. I'm going to use an example that one of my friends gave me. It was, uh, she heard it from someone else. And they said, when you see an out of order sign on the soda machine, you don't put your money in it. You don't walk up to them and drop the coins in there. You don't swipe your card on the exactly. card reader. What you do is you move on to the next. Now, people in love and interactions aren't that simple, but just t- take it for what it is. Same, it's same same principle applies. Don't go to a person that you can readily see that this, this is not going to work. Yeah. Just take that same energy because what you're depositing is your energy, your time, and your heart. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. Yeah. I know a lot of times like women will say... <clears throat> Like, if you if you start in a relationship and, like, a guy tells you, like, okay, listen, I'm not ready, you know? Mm-hmm. A woman will literally say, oh, he just needs time. Mm-hmm. He just needs time. He's like, no, he doesn't need time. He told you he that's not what he wants. Absolutely. So, if you sit around and you wait, that's on you. That is, but you I agree. But you can't be upset. Mm-hmm. When he says it again, like, oh, you know, but, oh, but we're doing this and we're doing that. Whatever we're doing, I told you. <laughs> I agree. This is this is my situation. I and agree. I'm you know, so you can't be upset if I do something you don't like. Because I told you. Right. You I, know? I agree. But with women that. feel like I'm the exception. 
you are not the exception. No one's the exception. And I hate to even use like Beyonce and Jay-Z. Like if if Jay-Z cheats on Beyonce, baby, you are not the exception. Absolutely. You know, and not that they're like the holy grail, mm-hmm. but you know But they're a good example to use. Yeah, yeah. like she's Beyonce. She has Beyonce. everything that a man could want. Why would you cheat on her? She's not the exception. Because no I'm Jay-Z. one is the exception. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No how, how could like for instance, how could you cheat on Rihanna? I'm Chris Brown. Exactly. How could you treat, cheat on uh, Sierra? I'm Future. Exactly. How can you cheat on Beyonce? I'm Jay-Z. Exactly. No one's the exception. No one's the exception. You can be as beautiful as you want, as talented, as rich. You are not the exception. Mm. All right. So, I think that was, I think we covered a lot. We did. With that... Yeah, I think that was a good uh, conversation about toxic versus demonic relationships. Once again, you're listening to the BS Thoughts podcast with Brian and Janae. We're going to wrap up here and we'll see you guys next week.